Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, we'll be here for a couple of weeks and we'll be on the move. So I always ask for your continued prayers um, for myself and my family to put up with me. <laughs> That's a daily thing. So <laughs> ask for your prayers as always in the Lord Jesus Christ. What's been on my mind lately is the doctrine of the Bible. We have several books that are written called the Basic Bible Doctrines, the importance of doctrine in the Word of God. Doctrine means teaching. We need to be well up and well aware on the teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible is contained with nothing but the teachings of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul charges Timothy. He says, I, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing in his kingdom. And what's he tell him? Preach the word. That is what the gospel minister is supposed to do to the flock of God. He is supposed to preach the word. He says, be instant in season and out of season. Now, it was hard last week being at the beach to, to get in season quick before last Sunday. But the gospel winners be ready to do what? To preach the word. And there's not a more glorious word than the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the finished work of our Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, he says he charged him to preach the word. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be ready to do it, whether in season or out of season, to reprove, rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering and what? And doctrine. It's important to know and understand the doctrine of the Bible. If it, you know, some people say it don't matter what you believe as long as you believe in the Lord, right? I've heard that all the time. You hear it no matter what it is, but it is vitally important to know and understand the doctrine. It'll save you from <laughs> temporally here in this life to know the word of God. And that's what he's telling Tim, young Timothy is to preach the word with all long suffering and doctrine. He just goes up there in uh, chapter 3, and what did he tell him? He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? The first thing on the list is profitable for doctrine. There is profit in knowing the doctrine. And we know what profit is in his life. We're always trying to get ahead. We're always trying to stay ahead, Okay. And the Bible and the doctrine of the word of the God is very profitable. And that's the first thing on the list. That he's telling all scripture from Genesis to Revelation, all throughout the law and the prophets and the gospels and the churches, you know, the letters to the churches, the letters to the ministers. And you're like, well, this letter is, you know, he's telling Timothy, this is for ministers, brother Tim. No, all scripture, all scripture is written for our prophet and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God, that's me and you, not just the minister, he's talking to Timothy, that the man of God may be perfect, that's mature, and all things, you know, that's what he's talking about. The, the scriptures are written for our benefit, for our profit, and we need to understand the doctrine that's contained in the word of God, because it is profitable. This, why is this man ever known besides the Lord Jesus Christ to walk on the face of the earth of Solomon. In Proverbs chapter 4, he says, Hear, ye children, the instructions of a father, and attend to no understanding. We, 
we must want to learn and understand the things that are written that God has given to us. He's written all scripture for our benefit. We need to pick the Bible up. We need to dig in. One of my prayers is he'll show me beneath the words, you know, he'll show me something that I have not seen and I can understand that'll save me that day. That'll save me from what I'm thinking, what I'm going through, and I may be able to profit because I understand what? The doctrine. You know that Jesus told uh, his disciples to beware of the doctrine of the what? The Pharisees and Sadducees. They understood, you know, at first they thought he was talking about the bread, you know, the leaven of the bread that puffeth up. But no, he was talking about their doctrine. And our children are bombarded with doctrine of this world, indoctrinated in school, indoctrinated over the internet. We all are. The more time we spend on those things, the more we're indoctrinated to let our guard down, to take the foot off the pedal. We have to be constant, be diligent in the scriptures. Where are we going to help them out? Where are we going to show them a shield and a buckler in our Lord and Jesus Christ? But that's to understand the doctrine of the Savior. It's a glorious doctrine. The world out here is going to preach something totally different than what the Lord has given us. And when all said and done, I'm going with what the Lord said, right? Let's go with what the Lord said. He says, hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you what? Good doctrine. The doctrine of the Lord and Savior is a good doctrine. It's not a bad doctrine. It's not, you know, what I think or what I think is good or I think it's bad. No, it's good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. We're not to forsake the law of God. We're not to forsake the commandments of the Savior. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in thy sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain to my words. We're to retain to the Lord's words. We're to understand the doctrine that's taught in the Bible. Let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. In Ephesians, we switch over to the New Testament. In Ephesians chapter 4. He writes to the church at Ephesus, he says, for the, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That's for the maturing of the saints. That's what he's given the gospel minister, to know the doctrine, but to feed the sheep. He told Peter, he said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Why did he tell him that? He didn't say, make me sheep, make the lambs go out there. He said, and feed them. And you can't feed a lamb that's a dead lamb. You can't feed the unregenerate. But you can feed, the, feed those who have been born of the Spirit of God. And that's what he's telling him. He says, feed my sheep. He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's one of the things for the gospel. He's supposed to be edifying to the body. We're the body of Christ. He says, till we all come in the unity of the faith. We're supposed to be in one accord. We're supposed to be like the disciples were uh, in the book of Acts when they were, came together all in one accord. He says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we what? Henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. We're tossed to and fro on a daily basis. We walk have to be in the world we're not to be conformed to the world but we're supposed to transform our mind he said all our kids are tossed to and fro i'm tossed to and fro by the winds and the sea and the everything else 
as he says, we're not to be like that way. We're not to be children tossed to and fro, carried about with what? Every wind of doctrine by the sight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. By every wind of doctrine. There is a wind of doctrine taught every day in this world. And we're not to be tossed to and fro. When we set our, put our, in, on the rock of ages, we build our house on the solid foundation. We're not going to be tossed to and fro because this is where we're at. We're on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrines that's taught, election and predestination. All that's contained in the word of God. And he says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. We're supposed to preach the whole, uh, whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We're supposed to preach the counsel of God. They're profitable unto us. They help us perfect or be mature till we all come in the unity. That way we're not tossed to and fro and carried about with all these winds of doctrines. And they're preached and teached and taught. The doctrines of men we're not to obey, but we're to obey the God of our, and Savior, our Lord and Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you don't want to be tossed to and fro? Then understand the doctrine that's taught in the Bible, that God is a Savior. He's the only Savior. He, uh, listen to what he ta taught Nicodemus. In John chapter 3, here's a, uh, he teaches a few lessons here. I just want to look at a few of them. Now, get out of your way. John chapter 3. He's talking to Nicodemus, a ruler, and Nicodemus comes to him. Well, I lost my Bible, so I'm using Sister Molly's, so bear with me. John chapter 3 says, there was, a there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, that came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Nicodemus recognized that he, he was God. He said, there's no other way that this is possible, that you could do the things that you're doing unless you're from God. He said, he came to him by night. He says, for no man can come and do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. A man can't do anything outside of God. He said, Jesus said, you cannot do anything without me. You know, that goes against man's every, <laughs> goes against everything he has. You tell somebody they can't do something, that just makes them mad. <laughs> somebody tells me I can't do something, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you. <laughs> It just goes against our human nature when you, when you hear somebody say, you can't do it. I was working on the job site the other day, and <laughs> this guy asked me to do something. I said, I can't do that. He said, we got a can-do attitude around here, son. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do it. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do this? But he's like, we got a can-do attitude, boy. <laughs> but it just goes against man's human flesh, his human nature to tell somebody you can't do it and it just makes them want to do it that much more but he says no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him Jesus answering him says verily verily I say to thee except a man be born again here he is teaching the new birth he's going to teach regeneration in this chapter he's going to teach the sovereignty of God sovereign word sovereign is not written in the word of God but it's taught throughout the word of God, the doctrine of the sovereignty of God. It means uh, 
basically that he's independent of all others. God's not dependent on us. He's not dependent on you to be born one of his children of God. He's not dependent on you when he, in creation. He's not dependent on you in regeneration. He's not going to be dependent on you in the resurrection. That's the sovereignty of God. God went and visited a man with leprosy, a widow, when there was plenty of people with leprosy, plenty of people, uh, you know, widows in that land. But God sent Elias to the widow, sent him to Naaman, the leper. What? That's, what's that saying? That's saying, I'm sovereign. I'll do as I please. And he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. You must be born again. What he tell him? You cannot see the kingdom. Nicodemus says to him, well, how can a man be born when he is old? That's a good question, right? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? That's a very good question with no understanding. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter in to the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit, which is, is spirit. I had nothing to do with my natural creation. My parents had everything to do with that. And that's the same way in the spiritual world. You have nothing to do with being born of the God. It's from above. That's the sovereignty of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it lifteth. God in his almighty power visits every single child of God sometime between conception and death by the sovereign work of an almighty God, by sending forth his spirit into the heart of each child of God, like I said, sometime between their conception and their death, and he will do it. The wind bloweth where it lifteth, not where I tell it to go, not where I preach to somebody, not where I talk to somebody, it don't matter what man can do, it's what God does, okay? The wind bloweth where it lifteth, and you hear the sound thereof. You can see the effects, you can hear the effects. When you see a child of God with tears rolling down his eyes, when he sees the sin weighed upon him, and he sings. This morning when I heard the song service, I was regenerated. I could hear the sound of the Spirit with us. He said, the wind bloweth where it lifteth, and you can hear the sound thereof. You can see the effects, you can hear the effects, by what God has done to a child. And it's not to get them into heaven. It's because they are already bought, my friend. Jesus has already been there. He says, but cannot tell whence it cometh or where it goeth. Well, what's whence and whither, Brother Tim? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Cannot tell when it comes or where it goes. That's what that means. I'll just break it down in Tim's terms. But I like it just what it says. But it's because what the Lord pinned down for us many years ago. When it, whence it cometh. Whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The sovereign work of God, it don't matter if the child is the unborn child, the ignorant child, the one who's never heard the gospel preached before, we're all born again in the same way. We're all, everyone. How many people is that? That's everyone who is born of the Spirit. That rules out many different religions, many different doctrines on believing and being baptized, coming to, to God accepting God in his heart. You can rule all, all that. We're all born the same way. We were born of the Spirit. And God is not limited to the preacher and his, 
ill will, not limited to getting across to South Africa or wherever where the preaching's not even allowed. God is not limited by man. He is sovereign. He is independent of man. And this verse right here, this teaching, this doctrine of the sovereignty of God and him coming into the heart of the child of God and every single one, that's how you can rule out many a false doctrine. We're uh, repeatedly taught against false doctrine and hold fast to that good doctrine, that sound doctrine. It's a sound, it's a wonderful sound. He says, cannot tell once it cometh the word goeth, so is everyone. If you, if you listen to that, so is everyone that is born of the spirit. I'm not worried about my shortcomings. I'm not worried about my father's shortcomings. I'm not worried about man in general. God didn't put the hands of us being in eternity into the hands of wimpy men, the hands of weak men, men that can't get the job done. I can't get the job done a lot. I'm not, thank God I'm not dependent on somebody else. I'm not in somebody else's hands. We're in the Father's hands. Nobody can pluck us out. That's the doctrine of preservation of the saints. I love the doctrines of the primitive Baptists. I love the doctrines. We, I met Brother John this week in Publix. I was walking out of Publix and I heard somebody say, sir, sir. And I was like, oh, I've done forgot something. That usually happens or I get home and I was like, what happened to that? I know I put it in there. And we started talking about um, the church and I found out he was looking at us on the internet and I was like you got to be kidding me this is great I mean he recognized me without my suit on my monkey suit and <laughs> it was just so good we just talked a little bit there and I realized I had a kindred and spirit that searched for the word of God and searched the doctrines and we were talking about Calvinism and I said well we're not Calvinism you know Calvinists down there and he said well I know primitive Baptist long outdated old John Calvin I was like, let's go. <laughs> I was like, he knows, he understands, he's searching, he's hungry. So the Lord says, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. We've got a rest in the doctrine of salvation by grace and grace alone. And this right here, just telling the old Nicodemus, he was a child of God, I believe it with all my heart. He's telling him, so is everyone that is born, Nicodemus, so is everyone, everybody that's born in and going to heaven one day is born the same way, is born of the Spirit of God. I appreciate it.